Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. It's always a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we're going to do our best to let you know that they are coming. We've got thoughts on the new season of Stranger Things, plus Spider-Man Farfagnugan. Ah, a joke for the young people. As always, uh, we're asking you to rate and review us. Uh, We're going to divide our thoughts on uh, our two main topics this week, Spider-Man Far From Home, it's called, and Stranger Things Season 3 into (laughs) non-spoiler and spoiler reviews. Uh, We will do our best to give you plenty of warning if you need to skip ahead. Uh, As always, though, we'll start with pop culture this week. What'd you do, Fanny? Okay, so I'm going to join pop culture this week and pop culture news into one thing, and any of you that still read The Walking Dead comics and are not up to date, one zombie walking, two walking dead walkings, and a huge zombie horde is coming, skip forward 30 seconds. The Walking Dead is comic is done, you guys. Oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, it is. It is done. Uh, issue number one thirty, uh, sorry, one ninety three was the last issue, and to the point where Kirkman even put out false uh, sales to the all the d- d- distributors and dealers that there were of the next two issues, as he always did. Um, but one ninety three was it. It's over. Um, wow. Yeah. So I read. I I was about ten. Uh, issues behind i was about at 182 i think was about the last one i read so i downloaded them all i knew i kind of wish i didn't know i knew i knew it was done i didn't know how it ended or anything like that but i and i love that he i think some people are mad but uh once he wrote the end and then there's this nice love letter about from kirkman about the whole whole part of how this came about and what this comic has meant to him and and all kinds of stuff like that is there here's a question yeah. while you say that um not to interrupt but no, is fine. there is there a political subtext to any of the walking dead or is it literally just like hey wouldn't it be cool if zombies oh no there's lots of you okay. know what types of government don't work and what new governments do okay. you want there's lots of rebuilding society and what works and what does not work okay and uh there's a big time jump in this this last the last issue is what they call a triple issue um so it was very long and there's a jump there's a time jump in there and it it was good. It was touching. I, I liked Kirkman's letter, aside from the part where he thanks Chris Hardwick, because I still don't forgive you, Chris Hardwick. I don't care if the Hearsts cleared you or not. You're not clear in my heart. Um, Remind us again, what does that mean? He had a whole Me Too thing with okay. his old super young girlfriend, but then he had Patty. He married Patty Hearst's daughter, and Patty Hearst's lawyers cleared him of any wrongdoing. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he paid for an investigation from his in-law's lawyer's firm. Like, like you do. Like you do. But uh, whatever. Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I liked the, the way it ended. I was, I, I liked the way he did it. I thought it was interesting that he managed to just get it through and do a little bit of sub, subterfuge and give people kind of, I thought it was this neat little present of here it is. It's done. Uh, much like Beyonce drops an, an album that nobody expects, this was, uh, okay, it's done, and let's all come together. And I liked it. Anyway, I did that. Uh, I watched two episodes of The Loudest Voice on Showtime. 
this is the Roger Ailes. Um, oh, I didn't even know doc, about this. Uh, okay. docudrama series with Russell Crowe as Roger Ailes. He's creepily good. Like I almost can't watch it. It's so icky. He's so gross. And um, and Seth MacFarlane's in it, and we all know how I feel about Seth MacFarlane. I really want to punch my TV. But he's pretty good. I mean, he plays a Fox News guy that you want to punch in the face. Yeah. So, yeah, but how much of that is just Seth MacFarlane, and how much is him actually being good? I don't know. But everybody else is good. Uh, why can't I think of her name? Married to... Liev Schreiber wasn't actually married, but they have a couple Naomi of kids. Thank you. Watts. She plays the woman that brought him down, Megan Kelly. Okay. I believe she hasn't shown up yet in the first two episodes. Um, the second episode takes on 9-11 and how Ailes used that to just drive the country to war. It's good. I can't say I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. And then I saw the artsy uh, horror movie of the summer that uh, Justin saw the bad horror movie of the summer. No spoilers there. I saw the artsy movie of the summer. Just uh, Justin Parker and I went to see Midsummer, which is what's Aster uh, Ari Aster, yeah, as follow up to Hereditary with Cheedy from The Good Place. Um, Mark Jackson Harper, sorry, I do love him, but he'll always be cheaty to me. And at one point, he actually talks about the ethics of a situation, and Parker and I about fell out of our chairs. This movie is really gross. <laughs> like, grosser than Hereditary? No. Okay. But there's lots of close-up grossness. I still don't know what I think about this movie. I don't think it was a bad movie. It has lots of culty overtones, which I really enjoyed. It had a lot of true humor, which was fun. I and hearing was, that it's funny. It's and very fun. funny. It was not scary. It wasn't even really eerie. It was all of the horror elements were gross elements and cult elements. And we all know that I like cults. It was well acted. My main problem was I didn't give a shit about the main couple. I They were completely unlikable. Mm, the girl from Fighting With My Family plays the main character, and she's this super, like, needy... And you, you feel for her. You know, it starts out with she loses her whole family. But she's also this needy, icky girlfriend, and she has this super weak-willed boyfriend who, like, talks shit about her behind her back but then doesn't ever say to her face that he wants to break up. And the whole dynamic of both of them is gross, and you don't care really about either of them. You care more about her than him. But the cult stuff is interesting, and it's there's lots of truly beautiful artwork. They go to this, you know, cult in the middle of Sweden, and there's all this really neat, like, folk art all over the walls of all of this, you know... They're, they're teepees or their huts or whatever. They're not teepees because they're actually actual buildings. But, you know, they live communally. And it's really cool. And there's lots of neat stuff. And then there are, like, compound fractures right in your face and literally heads exploding. T- ten minutes into the film, somebody jumps off a cliff and, and you get a close-up of their head exploding. And that's when I looked at Parker and said, so this is not for Justin. <laughs> and then they flash back to the head exploding several times and then another person jumps off a cliff only he jumps he doesn't dive so he hits feet first yeah that that results in compact and compound fractures that you see also he doesn't die so the cult kills him 
and you see that with like a mallet and that's in the first 20 minutes yeah this sounds worse than hereditary as far as gore i think it's more like there's more of it you know like like hereditary the gore was like up until the very last five minutes the gore was just sort of alluded to yeah but the last five minutes were super gory this is like flashes it's probably the same amount of gore but just flashes longer throughout the movie Um, it's not for you yeah i think i'm gonna have to skip this yeah no no do not see this movie it will just make you angry yeah but i don't think it's a bad movie i don't know that it's a good movie but i don't think it's a bad movie it is definitely a not for justin movie this is just so hard for me because i respect the art of what he's doing and i love sort of somebody doing this sort of cerebral horror and frankly horror should be horrifying at times and i don't all of that i don't have any problem with but it does feel sadistic i think that was what i texted you You did yeah and And i uh, and my immediate reaction was i know you don't like these things i did not susperia absolutely 100 percent was nastily sadistic this was not that okay it wasn't all of it was for a reason yeah and the actual Oliver story was very dreamy and beautiful, and some of it was actually very touching, and some of it was super funny. It was not gore for gore's sake, but there it didn't look away from it. It I was definitely not it for you. No, you will not like it. Do not. I'm not saying this in that I think you should watch it because you won't like it and it'll just make you mad. I feel like he's my, you know, sort of white whale or what yeah. like i just can't because it will you'll it'll just I'm make gonna you be mad. haunted by not seeing it. <laughs> but then you'll watch it and you'll get mad yeah true but maybe that's good i i don't know what'd you do in pop culture this week justin <laughs> uh i made a very conscious decision to see the horror movie with no scares and no impact and it's become a bit of a tradition for me to with a slight buzz go see the annabelle movies by myself because oh, nobody <laughs> will go with you <laughs> they are really bad this one had some kind of weird buzz as being uh, good or better or something. I kept reading that. Did you uh, scour is... the internet for hours to find no, that? No, this, if you go look at Rotten Tomatoes, there's like a fair amount of reviews that think this is the mm. good Annabelle movie. Guess what? They're all bad. <laughs> and this one is maybe, I don't know, it's toothless. And, and in that regard, it's funny because I'm sitting here saying I won't see Midsummer for having teeth. But this movie is so toothless. It really could have been rated PG. There is nothing frightening. The scares are so telegraphed. The doll, sorry, spoilers for Annabelle, if you care about it, makes, the doll's never been particularly active in the story. It's more of a conduit for other demons to come through. I guess fine, but I go to see Annabelle for some scary doll action. This movie gave me none of it. Why didn't you go see Chucky? Somebody basically described it as an audition tape. It's like American Idol for uh, new demons in the Conjuring universe. That is pretty much correct. And they all do not pass. They are none of them are scary. There is at one point a haunted samurai suit that just kind of scowls at people. Um, This movie is not scary. There's nothing interesting. It also has a very creepy Christian undertone with the Warrens as being... They sort of try and couch it a little in like, oh, they're Christian in that very just be forgiving and gentle. But this is sort of weird Christian movie making sort of coded as a horror movie um, and not a good horror movie. It's not good. Uh, 
Fermiga and Patrick Wilson should kind of be ashamed. Well, I would say they should be ashamed of themselves, except I keep going to see it. So we should all be ashamed of ourselves. That is except my that you keep going to see it. I didn't see this. Why do I have to be ashamed of I, myself? I, we all, meaning the three of us. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, and me. We are ashamed of ourselves. And maybe James Wan, who's like the architect, <laughs> the architect of all of this. Um, on the flip side of empty horror that has nothing to say and no real scares uh, and is just a piece of crap, I saw a movie that was a piece of crap that had some scares and at least knew what the hell it was doing. Was in it a very found trash footage? Way. It was found footage. I thought I was out of them. Um, and yet, uh, this was thanks to, I don't know, I think the Slash Film Daily podcast. Somebody recommended this movie as a, a decent found footage movie. It is called Jerusalem. It is these two brothers uh, from Israel. I'm totally forgetting their names. Um, okay, found footage. Everything has been done to death. Witches, werewolves, vampires, aliens. aliens um, zombies. All of that. This one at least had going for it that it was set in Jerusalem and there are all these stories that have lived throughout the years of Jerusalem having the gate to hell somewhere embedded in it. Um, A potentially offensive trope uh, that has been milked by many a bad movie. This one at least plays with the idea that the... The hatred and the infighting between Jews and Muslims and Christians is all sort of like that's what attracts the gates of hell is the fighting between people. I thought that was kind of an interesting idea. Um, I've not seen that done well. Maybe that's part of the omen. Am I? Is that the plot of the omen? Am I forgetting God, about that? God remembers. Um, but this movie's kind of fun. It's just really like they're like like ghouls and whatever with wings that are basically demons like straight from a Hieronymus Bosch photo coming down and picking people up and ripping them apart in a very found footage cheap way so it's not gross um yeah i i I kind of enjoyed this movie it's not good it's a found footage movie but if you like those kind of mindless fun movies with a what the fun thing about a good found footage movie is it takes one decent idea and riffs on it for if you're lucky only an hour and a half (laughs) Um, yep that it's i'm telling you i'm gonna write a book on this one day I, i love I love me some one-note found footage movies that do their one-note well. Uh, speaking of things that do not do one-note, but are going on too long and have too many notes, uh, Legion Season 3. This is the old... Why need- Why are you watching Legion Season 3? We need a bumper. I think we've already joked about this, but yeah, we'll but, do it again but for the it newbies. it got nixed. We need a reverse nixed. Like, uh, what's the sound of when the guy used to go on the... Um, Showtime at the Apollo with the broom or the hook, like when they pull people off. I need the like reverse music where you come back with the hook and let somebody <laughs> back on the stage. Um, that's pretty much what I've done with Legion. There were lots of good reviews. Fanny's over there dying at my weird um, head cannon, as you like to call it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've seen two episodes of Legion season three. It is better than anything in season two so far. I will give it that. Uh, it is still weird. I do like that they've made spoilers for Legion season two and three. They've made uh, David Holler, who's you know the son of Patrick X, uh, Patrick Wow, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart, uh, yeah, Professor X. Uh, they've made him a bad guy like he was in the comics, and uh, it's Dan Wilson, Dan. Stevens. Stevens. Names. Names mean things. Um, he is f- having more fun playing a bad guy. 
That's the best thing about this season so far. It still has that obnoxious hipster, like robots and Asian women wearing mustaches and being crazy and hipster. Like it's. I'm gonna need you to do that a lot. <laughs> there was a there was definitely some hand movements that went along with that. It is the most hipstery, pretentious Noah Holly twaddle I've ever seen in my life. Um, but I think they could land the plane. I mean, sort of, you know, like two wheels maybe not all four but they'll they're getting close um we'll see they should have just done a better x-men series because as we know i love the x-men and the show is not the x-men and i appreciate that but it's something else that i don't know that i appreciate it's a lot of 60s hippie communal i'm like what does Noah Hawley care that much about the? Who cares that much about the '60s and like whether the like hippie revolution curled or not? We've all agreed it sort of mostly did. I don't need a modern day superhero show about it. I, I'm not watching. <laughs> um, you did watch the first one with me, but only because I made you. Um, yeah, I played on my phone the whole time. <laughs> I remember nothing that happened. Finally, I watched the first episode of Neon Genesis. Evangelion, Evangelion, I don't know how you say it. I've heard it both ways. Uh, this is a show that, shout out to my friends Carter and Jonathan, have been trying to get me to watch forever as the thing that will convince you that anime is amazing and can be a work of art. It's from the 90s. It finally got a release on Netflix. Uh, I think there are, I don't know, three seasons and a couple movies. I don't know. I'm screwing that up. Um, but it is not bad so far. I certainly... We'll keep watching it. Um, it is. I see why people like it. It's a little. It's the right balance of sort of melancholy. Apparently, the the creator of it, as the show goes on, he got more and more depressed and had suicidal thoughts. And the show starts off as being anime about robots fighting monsters, and then becomes this thing about self doubt and how it gets in the way of artistic creation. And I can see there's something there that they're working on. It is still anime. It can be tough for a lot of people. I'm going to keep watching. I will probably keep you posted on that as I watch more than one and a half hour episode. Um, finally, while I'm on it, I have to make an apology. Last uh, Dumb Things We Said, which we haven't done in a while. Last episode, I said Robert Criscow, who is a music writer that I love, was 75. He's, in fact, 77. I looked it up because I thought, why did I say that? I should check that before I just say that. I want him to be young and I want him to keep writing. He's awesome for being 77 and keep writing and, and doing as much as he has. So I apologize about that. Uh, all right. Should we move to Stranger Things Season 3? Sure. Season 3. Uh, this is Netflix. Arguably its most popular series. Definitely its most popular genre series. Uh, season 3 is picking up roughly six months after the snowball that ended. Like actual snowball. Like for school. Not like a big snowball. <laughs> that ended season 2. And strange things. <laughs> see what I did there? Are afoot at the Scoops Ahoy. The mind flare has warmed his way back into Hawkins. While Mike tries to awkwardly warm his way into Eleven's heart Ew. sorry couldn't stop it it just it snowballed what'd you think justin uh so as we mentioned before we're going to talk about this a little non-spoilery and then we will go into spoilers uh because there's no way to talk about either of our main topics today without doing no, some spoilers um i did not like this i don't think i'll be watching season four if i'm just cutting right to the chase it the thing that I'll say about it is if the first one captured early Amblin mystery, close encounters, poltergeist, 
was spooky. E.T. E.T. was mysterious and, you know, left you wanting more in the right ways. The second season of this show kind of spun its wheels and was like, oh, we're trying to continue this mystery in the same tone. And it was, as I, you can go back and listen, I thought that season was mildly successful and sort of enjoyable, but also started to rankle about what is this show really about? This season, to its credit, maybe, but probably not for me, throws all attempts at mystery and understanding what the Upside Down means out the window and just thinks we've got a bunch of memeable, fun characters and we're going to focus on all of the 80s, all of the 80s tropes at once. Uh, There are references to a bazillion movies, some of them good movies, many of them bad movies, and it does not care and it puts them all into a blender. I sort of in a way, respect that that's what the season is about, but you have to suffer through a lot of really dumb 80s action movie plot uh, to get to the character stuff, which I still find the saving grace of the show. It's the only thing I enjoy about it. The characters are cute. Not all of them are still cute. I do not care about Nancy and whatever his Jonathan. name is. Uh, I do not... I'm not charmed by Steve nearly as much as everybody else is. I think Dustin is still the secret weapon of the show. He's adorable. That kid is pure Amblin energy. I could watch him do anything. Erica, the cute sister of Lucas, last season, super fun, great. The first five minutes of this, I was like, oh, she's so fun again. And then I was like, okay, I'm tired. Stop trying to meme me with this character. We've talked about some big little lies. It's meme TV, and it's tiresome. It uh, The plot lurches all over the place. Um, I don't think it does justice to the adults. The adults in this season, I found unwatchable. Like, they're... I, I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Maybe we're getting more into spoilers, because they tried to do something, and I don't know what it was, but I do not want to see any more of it. Um, I did not like this season. What did you think? I liked this season, but then I don't expect this show to be anything but silly, sweet, funny kids running around doing silly things and enjoying themselves and silly 80s references and David Harbour in a wacky shirt having a will they won't they with Winona Ryder. I don't. I do not expect this to be anything but a silly 80s Steven Spielberg movie. So for me, that's what it is. That's that's. It's not supposed to be anything deeper than that. It's not supposed to be anything more fun. I mean, it's just supposed to be kind of a funny, silly romp. So, and that's what it gave me, and I'm fine with it. Um, I I agree that I don't care about Jonathan. I Nancy, I like Jonathan. That that actor is too weird for me. Oh, There's something so super creepy about watching him. His face is unpleasant, and I know we're not supposed to judge people on looks, but there's something wrong with that guy. <laughs> it's gonna come out. It's already come out like some cokey cocaineness no, about him, no. but it's gonna come out. There's something wrong with that guy. He makes me uncomfortable. Um, but I do like the Harrington stuff that Steve. I thought Uma and Ethan's kid was good. I like the fact that they put her in this when Ethan started out in the Explorers movie. I thought that was a cute little reference, too. And then it turned out that she was good as well. Okay, I did not um, put that together. Yeah, well, Easter I did. Easter eggs all the way down here. Yeah, all the way down. But I liked her. I thought she was fun. I liked what they did with her character. We can get into that in spoilers. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was... I, there was some touching stuff. There was some funny stuff. I don't expect this to be anything except, you know, 
sell it. This is what I expect to be memeable TV because that's what it's always been. Yeah, and that's fair. And I totally get that. And I think I was so desperate for a new lot, you know, Lost, which also didn't really fulfill that world. See, but, I just didn't watch Lost, so yeah. you can't disappoint me. But the de- it definitely is not interested in deepening mysteries, and maybe that's no. my fault for wanting that from a show. I don't know. That's just like, yeah, it's interesting yeah. that I, I came into this not seeing the first season for what it was. I think that's really okay. what's happened. Yeah, so it's your problem. Yeah. No, okay, good. I, good I to know. That. Good to know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's my problem for wanting better. Okay, so you want to talk about spoilers? Let's do it. Okay, so one 80s reference, two 80s references, three 80s references. You have been 80s warned. What uh, are your deeper thoughts, Justin? Uh, so, I mean, I don't really have too much to say, except there's a lot of bad Terminator ripoffs. So if the first movie was basically ripping off those kind of Amblin movies, first season, what did I call it? First uh, movie. Oh, sorry. First, yeah, they do feel like movies, to their credit. Um, but... That was ripping off classic good movies. This is definitely ripping off the later, like, 87, 88, like, junkie when that sort of emblem thing started to curdle for me. It's just, uh, does not, it feels forced, a lot of it, for me. That was, I think, one of my biggest problems was just a lot of the humor and the sort of Terminator and the winky-winky stuff and the bad Russians. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, the Russians were pretty lame. Like, they just were so dumb. And every time they came on screen, I was like, really? And (laughs) we're just killing them without any thought in a very Red Dawn-y kind of way? Like, I just don't think that's the world we sort of need to be celebrating as a nostalgic thing right now um despite you know we have some problems with the russians that are real but this was not you know it was cartoonish in a very silly way and they just should not have brought that in um i'm also super tired of the mind flare bat this show has a bad guy problem it's just literally variations of the same gooey flappy mouth vagina phobic um I mean, the whole thing with the gateway and the blasting into the gate, it's like Sauron, like, it's all very, there's a lot of vaginophobia happening in this. I said it, I'll stand by it. Um, and it, and it's talking about Rambo, and it's, it's glorifying, like, sort of, and Hopper's being a total macho pain in the ass. There's something about it that's, like, maybe not even, like, romanticizing the right things. There's something about it that fell off this season to me that I did not appreciate. And the, and sort of throwing in the, like, sort of, oh, we're giving the female characters a little more, like, I break up with you, bitch, power, like, wasn't enough. It felt like an afterthought. Um, you I, don't think that probably part of Hopper's problem was that he was being an idiot, and that was kind of came through, and he figured that out? It wasn't very, sort of, interesting to me the way they did it. I'm or, just, I'm just yeah, asking. I'm not... Yeah. Yeah, it just didn't, none of it, it also seemed like such a character turn that I didn't necessarily buy. Um, I think he was more, he didn't, I don't know, I think it was the, okay, I settled down in this, I made all these changes, I did this stuff, now I don't know what to do with myself, so I fall back on the old ways, but that's not working either. It was so silly, though. Like, this sort of just, like, driving around with the Russian guy and the... It's just... I, all of that was just like, oh, my God, can I fast forward through all of this? And I hate that, because I really liked those characters in the right. first season. So that part was a bummer to me. Um, 
and the yeah the gooey... we we can agree he's not dead though right yeah okay. I think that's probably true I think he's I mean they say he's, something he's in the last dead. line right they say well they say not the American not the American yeah there's two ways to look at this there are two ways spoilers a he's in the bunker b it's some other American in the bunker and he's on the upside down which the letter that he reads there's several hints there leave the door open which i know is a callback to the to the front to the you know leave the door at three inches and all of that but do your old dad a favor and leave the door open three inches they may be saying and then the fact that riser's character came and looked at the the slit which now i don't want to say that thank you very much (laughs) anyway paul riser went and looked at the upside down entrance and it's still there, so there is a possibility. And as the old rule of TV deaths goes, we didn't. We they very pointedly showed a bunch of Russians blowing up. We never saw his body, and we never saw him blow up. Yeah. So there's two ways that he's not. I mean, and I won't even get into Millie Bobby Brown's interview where she says appears to be dead and all that. The man's not dead. I knew it before I even went looking for confirmation. They also can't kill all of Winona Ryder's boyfriends in this Yeah, show. no, they can't do that. <laughs> they can't do that. I, do. I miss Sean Astin, though. <laughs> he was so sweet. Um, yeah, so I think that's all of the spoilers that really we have to go into. You had quibbles with the, the fireworks. Yeah, and I the, just, oh, Man, there are some dumb <laughs> things in this. Um, I do have to point out two things that seem so ridiculous that I had to tweet about them. One, um, if Eleven has nosebleeds all the time, it's funny. I did tweet this because I was like, "Oh, why doesn't she carry on tissues?" Then minutes after they had her at least grabbing a tissue from somebody, but like, you seem to need this power all the time. Carry tissues, like. And my other thing was uh, the fireworks at the end. Their plan is to throw fireworks at the big bad. Fireworks don't like explode on contact. That's not how they No, work. but they do explode. Right, but they wouldn't work like that. They, they would, would if be easily, you, like if, firing off on the ground and the monster would be like, "Neat, fireworks, thanks." Yeah, but if they did it, whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't I I mean, do I think it's a dumb plan? Yes, I think it's a dumb plan, but also they do explode and if they light the fuse and it gets to him and they explode near him, they're still it's not like confused. I mean, <laughs> then that's all they needed him to okay. be was confused for long enough that they closed the gates. All right. All right. Um you you weren't frustrated by wanting to know more about the upside down? Like, nope. No, don't I, care. I want to know what this place is. Do not I know care. Why there is a copy of our world in that world? Don't care. I, they did. The show doesn't care either. So you're right in tune with each other. Yep. Do not care. Um, want to see David Harbor in a stupid Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> don't care. Unabashedly, do not care. So I do want to say a couple things that I liked before we okay. could move on. I liked that performance of that Russian guy. I thought he was fun. Um, the, the oh Alexei yeah, Shmirnov. Yeah, he was fun. Um, that's it. All right, let's move that on. was all of it. You like Dustin? <laughs> I like Dustin, you but like I'd Dustin. already mentioned that. Not yeah. much else to say. I I think I could be done with this show, but as you as we see from my yeah. next retractions, right? Um, all right, let's move on to Spider Man Far From Home, Far oh. From Nugan. Um, in the sequel to, well, every Marvel movie uh, ever in this never-ending franchise, but mostly to Spider-Man Homecoming, 
Peter Parker takes a European school trip, hoping to forget about the stress he suffered during the last Avengers movie, Endgame, which you can go back and hear our thoughts on from, like, a month ago? Two months ago? Um, But he's Spider-Man, and this franchise must continue, so trouble ensues, mostly in the form of some fantastic element-based creatures straight out of a D&D game. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays Quentin Beck, who is a new superhero on the scene that is helping out Spidey figure all of this out. Uh, There's also Nick Fury. There's also... um, Happy. Happy. Uh, There's a lot of mentions of Iron Stark. You can see all Iron Stark. Tony Stark. Uh, This is all in the previews. MJ is there, played by... Is it Zendaya or Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. Um, Yeah. So what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? It was good. spoilers I know. (laughs) It was good. Everybody in it is charming. I won't remember what happened in a week. Um, I laughed. It was it was a good movie in that it didn't make me angry. I didn't roll my eyes. Everybody's performances were good. But there's just not a lot of there there. That's my non-spoiler thoughts Honest to God, there's just not that much to say about the movie. Tom Holland is charisma on a stick. I could watch him play this part for four hours and not get bored. But that's about it. What do you think? Oh, and I love Marissa Tomei. It's funny that we're talking about expectations. And maybe my expectations were so low for this. because, And I've been reading a fair amount of comics uh, as I've talked about on this podcast. I, I sort of there's something I liked about this is a bit of a pure kind of teenage Spider-Man right. movie in a way that I haven't liked as much as maybe like Spider-Man Two I thought was really good at that um, back in the days of uh, Tobey Maguire just sort of a pure fantastic fun I mean look we've talked about Into the Spider Verse is a whole nother level of amazing I don't even I mean it's not oh. part of the same universe right. that's the best Spider-Man movie ever made. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh, absolutely. But in the Marvel <laughs> world, well, I guess that was—I can't even remember—was that the Marvel world? Yep. Um, the this one was fun. I mean, I thought I liked it a little more even than Homecoming because it seemed to be speaking to teens more. This is funny. My job lately, I've had to sort of think about how you speak to teens and whatever, and I, I sort of liked the way this moved and was fun and I had some of that 80s fun right. kind of amblin feeling about it, especially in the first half of all the sort of European locations and um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. I thought it was funnier than I expected it to be. Tom Holland is completely charismatic. I like his chemistry with MJ yep. and um, yeah, I, I liked it more than I thought. There was a lot of talk, which we'll go into in spoilers here, about what it meant for the future of Marvel. Let's just go into spoilers on that, right? You okay. ready? Yep. Uh, so, ready? Spoilers coming for Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, bail out now if you need to. One, Tom Holland accent. That's not bad. Two, Martin Star Appreciation Club. Three, the mid credit scenes. Just kidding. There's only two of them. Um, <laughs> apparently, you need to watch them. But, uh, all right. What should we talk about with spoilers? Um... Uh, I don't know. You go first. I don't this, know much about this, this stuff, you guys. Um, I mean, so, yeah. So my big problem with this movie, if there was kind of a big problem for me, was the twist is that, uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is, 
a bad guy, which I knew from the comics because he's a, that character Mysterio. Mysterio, so Mysterio is always a bad guy in the comics. He's an illusion guy, so that I saw coming in some way. People were already. I did not know that, and I saw it coming. Yeah, and a lot of people were guessing, kind of you know, pre-release about what that all meant. Mm-hmm. The result that he's a tech guy that worked for Stark and he's mad about being cheated and he has these drones that somehow make these perfect illusions of... That really upset Justin, you guys. Yeah, I just did not like this plot twist. I thought it did not make any sense. It was... The tech, it was a magic technology bullet. Um, that said, the fun part of it is when he sort of tortures Spider-Man with these sort of virtual reality psychological torture right. landscapes. Again... I don't know how he did that with like the landscape and him flipping around. It's a comic it, book. He just yeah. did it. No, I did. I don't like that part of it. I'd, I'd rather have it be magic. I'd rather have it be elementals in some weird way, um, or just have very small fakery that is sort of believable. Like I, the sort of Mysterio illusionist thing. I just didn't think it was well handled. But that was kind of my biggest complaint. I think, as always, trying to tie it into the future story of Marvel, the fucking scrolls. They show up at the end. They are the lamest uh, B-list Star Trek villains with their terrible. How do they? They're make, not villains anymore. How do they make these effects where giant lava monsters are crushing carousels and swatting at Spidey, and they cannot make an alien look remotely like non-ridiculous? Ben Mendelsohn and these prosthetics. He shows up in the movie at the end for five seconds, but you are painfully like, oh, God, stop. Try to make the scrolls a fucking thing. Um, Can he just scroll himself into his actual form? Because that would be so much better. It would be so much better. And he was in Captain Marvel for a minute. Yeah, but just for a minute. Just go back to that. Yeah. Um, And if you're going to bring back memories of Captain Marvel, bring back that damn cat. Don't bring back the rest of these people. Goose. Um, I noticed uh, Samuel Jackson's scratches are now much more pronounced cat scratches, which I think before you were like, eh, he's got some eye thing, but I don't think it's a little bit of a revisionism going on there. Uh, do not really care what he's doing with the scrolls. Um, I liked seeing uh, Jonah, J- J.K. Simmons's. Right, Jonah, his, oh God, I can't right. remember these names. J. Jonah something, yeah, right? It's funny and weird that he's playing the same role after in, all these years yeah. in a totally different franchise. Um, but he, uh, yeah, that was fun, I guess. Peter Parker's identity is that. It's a little at this point like, yeah, everybody knows all the superhero identities. Right. So why is it such a big deal if people know Peter Parker? Because he of, was super hiding his, and he's a kid. Right. And, you know, it's... I, I think there's and they framed him for you know, mass murder. Right. There is something interesting there, though, about right, like kids and their identities online. Right. That the movies have never really—they've sort of hinted at, but not really dug into that. Um, anyways, I liked this movie. I thought it was fun. Yep. I will also forget it. Yep. <laughs> By the time the next Marvel movie comes out. Yep. I don't know what this says about the future of Marvel. I'm sort of like, yeah, I don't everybody really care. thinks it seems to think it has some big impact. I don't know. I yeah. don't care. I don't follow it that closely. I will have to go see the movies as long as they don't have Scarlett Johansson in them. And I will enjoy them or not. And then they will fall out of my head. I may institute a no scroll policy. Like if there are scrolls in a movie, I might not go see it. I think scrolls are a thing. It's going to be like the future. Is that what people are so. talking about? Nah, I, think I don't so. don't want to see that. Um, I'm sorry. Go back to Star Trek. 
Voyager or whatever. Wow. S- series that nobody cared about from Star Trek. Wow, um, you're hostile. Come at me. The hot takes all all. Where week. can they come at us, Justin? <laughs> they can get us at uh, the next... Uh, uh, at the next podcast yes, on, Twitter. on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook. Yes. Um, just search for the next podcast. I'm at Fanny V Darling, and I'm at Justin Hardung on Twitter. See you next week. Bye.